and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional Dream Life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Our next guest is an expert in something we all want to know, how to get the first 1,000 sales. Because honestly, it can be the hardest. Creating momentum in any sort of business requires starting (laughs) and starting and really gaining traction and and that consistency in the first three, six months or so can feel tricky when we're not quite sure what to do. But our next guest has the ability to change the mindset, which is the real trick. You know what I mean? Like we have got creative ideas. We know what we want. We're excited about it. But it's taking that daily action with the correct mindset to see absolute change. She is passionate about business and marketing. She mentors and speaks professionally about a multitude of businesses and marketing topics that often focus around marketing to the e-commerce business or really any entrepreneur, digital marketer, online marketer, social influencer, really anybody who's ready to get their message out into the world. So big Dreamcast welcome to Carol Ann Belinska. Hi, Denise. How are you? Thank you so much for having me today. Yay! I'm excited to connect with you. And you are at justaskparker.com, which is your marketing website full of information. But I know you didn't always own this business, so I'd love to hear Mm. how you got started. Thank you. Well, I guess the thing about my journey has been that I've had 13 different businesses now. So I've done a lot of different things. I've started businesses, I've bought other businesses and then gone on to sold them, sell them for a lot of money. I've had one of my businesses I still had in Australia and then moved to Europe and kept running that for six months and told all my staff, don't tell anyone I'm out of the country. And I ran it from my mobile phone and from the website, waking up on the European time zone for Australia and saying to everyone on the phone, hi, thanks for calling. And, uh, 
Instagram, uh, how can I help you? So I'm very good at running businesses online and having a lifestyle-based business. That's really what I'm about. I left Australia from for that reason. I had a lot of different businesses. I used to work 70, 80 hours a week and everyone looked at my perfect life. I had the beautiful house and I had the perfect holidays whenever I wanted to. But really behind the scenes, I was working 80 hours a week and I was only being able to travel when I booked it in in advance. And, you know, on the outside, it looked like it was perfect. And then I gave it all up. I sold everything. I left all of my life behind. A brand new car, it was two weeks old, left it behind because I just went, you know what, I don't want this life anymore. And moved to Europe. And since then, I have been just doing online marketing. I used to do marketing for service-based businesses as well. But now I concentrate just on e-commerce because I see it as a space where it is quite easy to get into there. And there's just so many opportunities now. It's just amazing with the opportunities out there. So you owned your own businesses, you've bought, you've sold, you've climbed the ranks, you've scaled, you've done it all. And you realized at some point you were a slave to the business. Yes. And so you decided, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. When Mm. did you decide, okay, this is now what I want to do next? Because so many times people get to this plot where they're like, okay, this isn't it, but I don't know what the next step is. Yeah. So I don't like to admit it now because um, it makes me sound really... um, I don't want to use the word weak, but I'm actually really happy how everything turned out. So I had been saying, I was originally, I was born in Poland and we went back when I was a child. And I always said, I remember I was in year seven at school and the teacher said, who wants a pen pal? And I said, I do, I want two. And all the other kids were laughing saying, why would you want a pen pal? Because this is before the internet days. And I said, because I want to get the F out of this country. And the teacher laughed at me just going, oh, that's actually pretty funny. And then so I had these pen pals and I knew I wanted to get out of Australia. Like it's a great country, but I wanted to see the world. And so I always thought that had these businesses and worked so hard. And then one day I went to Spain. I, I, I traveled every year to Europe. And one year I went to my friend's wedding and ended up meeting her cousin, her, her husband's cousin and fell in love and decided this, it's now or never. If I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And I went back to Australia after a two-week trip and my car was two weeks old. I literally bought a car, brand new car from the shop and drove it home, got on a plane, went to Europe and came back and I said, I'm leaving, I'm going to Europe. And my friends looked at me with disgust, like I was leaving my newborn baby behind and said, you can't leave, you just bought a new car. And I said, if I stay for a car, then I'm never, ever going to do what this is it. Like this is the moment. You know how you have those moments in your gut? Like women's intuition, I cannot stress enough how important your intuition is. And at that moment, I said, I have to do it now. I have to say, broke up with him after a year and a half. He was not the man he turned out to be. What he had on the outside of his story of you know, this success, he wasn't that person. He was not passionate. He wasn't motivated, nothing. All the things I needed, he was not that person. He was a different person. But I'm now in the most beautiful relationship with the man of my dreams and in the best place in the world. I love where I live at the moment and created this business because that's how I evolved and adapted. And I have to say at this moment, it couldn't be more perfect. So women's intuition, I have to say that's important. It is. And oh, that the why had to be strong enough because we really can't yes. stay in a place that we don't really like until the why is strong enough to make us make that change. And once we decide, it doesn't have to take long. So I love that you said yes and listen to yourself, even yeah. if it didn't, you know, things navigated, right? The, the how continued to show up. So let's talk a bit about your new company, which is all about marketing and how you are now able to shift mindsets 
of business owners all over the world. What would you say are some of the mindset changes that all business owners need to make? Planning, understanding that planning and not shiny objects. Everyone's going after these bright, shiny objects. You're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Every day there is something new and I get caught in the trap. So I'm not saying that it's easy to do. It's very hard, but you have to remember every day. I've got a journal. I talk about this journal all the time. There's different brands that do it. These 13 week planner journals and you sit down, you fill out the start of it and you say, this is what I'm going to achieve for 13 weeks, which is 90 days. And this is what I want to achieve. And each day you write in, or I'm looking at it right now, you have your grateful moments in the morning and at nighttime. And then during the day you write through, well, at the start of the day or the night before you write in your daily schedule for the next day, whether that's I'm taking an hour's break at two o'clock or I'm going to go have coffee with friends. doesn't matter what it is, but the idea is to block out your whole day. And the way that has changed my life and when it comes to being motivated and disciplined, and now I've got four stepkids, I've gone from being a nomad to having four stepkids, having a plan, I cannot stress how important it is. And people come to me both for our company, Just Ask Parker, but private coaching and a hundred percent. I can say a hundred percent do not have a good enough plan. They come to me and they're all over the place. I do a little bit of Facebook ads. I tried to do some influencer marketing. I tried to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I spent some money on this and nothing's working because there's no plan. So mindset is definitely get focused and set up a plan. Forget everything else. Like don't think about, oh, but tomorrow I have to send these emails. If you don't have a plan, then tomorrow's email means nothing anyway. What's interesting too is when you have a plan, then you can move faster, right? You can take action quicker because you know exactly what you're doing and you're not spinning your wheels as much going, what should I do today? Or, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed because you know. And it sounds like this plan is something you help people create so then they can simply execute. So what would be a good plan for a new business owner, maybe their first three months? Yeah. So I really talk about, um, I do a one month plan with everyone. I used to do these 30, 50 page plans and they look amazing. And I used to print them out and they were so beautiful, but no one ever reads them. These days, even banks don't even need them anymore. If you wanted to learn, they're really just, they're old and they don't do anything. Having one page plan and coming up with a couple of things. And in there, I always say have one or two social media channels that you want to work with. Now, the two things you take into account is first of all, where are you comfortable, but also where is your audience? So I've actually got in Just Ask Parker, what we do is we look after e-commerce stores and we look after any type of e-commerce store that's earning under, we, we have a rough under 10,000 a month or 20,000 a month, something like that, depending on your profits. Before you can afford a big marketing agency that can customize everything, we have a very systemized solution. And we actually have some people who do MLM products where they come in and they've got an e-commerce store and then they sell other products on there. And of course, the laws, it depends on the company you're with, if you're allowed to do that. But I've got three clients at the moment that they do that and they have their own products and they have some other products in there as well. And they have these three-month plans where we look at it and say, what do you need to achieve? And then where are those people? So talk about making sure you know your customer. And I guess if you know what you're selling, you know the sort of customers you're going after. And most of us, especially as women, I think we go after who we are. I think that's probably very true. And my company, Just Ask Parker, we've got 50% women, 50% men. But every single one of them is extremely motivated. I'm one of those people that I get up in the morning, people say, how do you work on Sundays? How do you work at 6 a.m.? Because I love it and I'm motivated and I'm passionate. 
And when I started Just Ask Parker, we found that I sort of had this message of, oh, yeah, we help Shopify store owners. But now I'm saying, no, 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 no. If you're not motivated, dedicated, just don't even bother with it. I don't want to work with you because you're not right for me. And whether you're selling jewelry, some of my clients sell jewelry, some sell cleaning products, you name it, they sell it, but they know who their audience is. So usually it is someone like you or someone with the same pain points as you. So understanding that person really, really well down to the point of what websites do they go to is going to help your business. And that's going to help you work out what you have to do in your three-month marketing plan. So the number one thing before the three-month marketing plan, know your customer. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is really interesting. Mm -hmm. So your three-month marketing plan is not 30 to 60 pages. It's one page, which is really clear and specific. One to two social media channels that your clients are using. So it's really less about what do I like and what do you know, but it really is really taking that deep dive into where are the people that are already looking for my product? So tell us a little bit more about this ideal customer and how you get into the mind of your client. Okay. So the best way to do it is I've got a really good free training on my website, justasparker.com. Up the top, there is a free training button. Click there and it's probably halfway down on the first page, um, customer avatar or at your ideal customer. So everyone can look at it for free. There's a video, it goes for 20 minutes and there's a downloadable document to fill out. And that goes through everything. But really what you need to understand is where are these people and what are their pain points? People only buy for two reasons, to gain pleasure or to remove a pain. That's the only reason people are buying. So once you understand that, then you can turn around and say, am I removing someone's pain? You're going to make a lot more money removing someone's pain because Removing someone's pain means you're helping them, whereas gaining pleasure is a lot more frivolous. But that doesn't mean that that's not okay. I've got a client I was talking to today who's a coaching client of mine. She sells beautiful jewelry. Now, that's not removing a pain. That's completely to gain pleasure, but she does very well because she's got her benefits of that. And the benefit is it's a jewelry where you could normally buy that sort of thing for a high price point, and she sells it without the middleman involved, I guess, because her family is in jewelry. So that is gaining pleasure, but removing the pain of the cost of that product. So as long as you understand that about your own product, that's where you can start to say, okay, well, where are my customers? Now for her, what we're starting to find out is by looking around Instagram, of course, that's her market. But she told me when we started, she said, my audience are 25 year old girls. That's what she told me. And she was so adamant. We've been together now for about six weeks working together. Last week we're on a call and I said to her, I don't want to burst your bubble. I'm not trying to say anything to offend what you think your audience is. I said, but I actually think your audience is women more my age. They have the money. Like your products are still not $20. People can go to Zara. They can go to um, cheaper shops and get a one-off product. But your products are still high-end. So maybe your audience is more my age. And she was so sure she was that I was wrong and she was right. And I said, let's test it. That's the only way we'll know for sure. And it ended up being that we uh, tested the market and found out that it is correct that her audience is over the age of 35. 35 to 45 is really where her audience is. She thought it was 22 to 28. Interesting. So number one, how do you test the market? And number two, how would you shift the marketing to talk to the new audience? The easiest way to get the ages would be in Facebook ads. So running Facebook ads before you do that. So I say to people, if you're running Facebook ads and they're not converting, turn them off because your website has to be up to scratch. That's the first thing. If your website's not able to 
create conversions, then you'll, you can put a million dollars into Facebook ads and you'll never know. So that's the first thing is you need to know that. But where to actually test it is that you'd need to do Facebook ads, see who's actually purchasing. Or you do things like you might not run ads, you might do Instagram organic, Instagram outreach or Pinterest. And then you find out who these people are. You ask them to do things such as promote us. Once you actually get our product, please do an Instagram story or please promote us on your Facebook. And you start to look at them. Maybe they're in a Facebook group you know about. So you can start to say, okay, look at these women. Just even click on their photo. Work out their age yourself. Like It's not that hard to work out who they are these days with social media. My first e-commerce store was 13 years ago. And if only I had the opportunities that we have now, I would have done that business now in a heartbeat because it's just it's so easy in that way that we have so many chances to check analytics, check statistics, and start to learn about these people that we want to get as our customers. Well, and I think this is really important, you guys. If you have not yet really dived deep into your customer avatar, go to justaskparker.com and check out that free resource because I think it's easy to be like, everybody needs what I have. Everybody needs this. But we know that when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And it's really important to get in the mind of who really is looking for what you want to what you're selling, what you have to offer, and what pain are you removing? And then you can create content based on that. So a 25-year-old's pain is different than a 35-year-old's pain. So the marketing message would change based on the stats and your clear customer avatar. Exactly. Interesting. It's so cool to think about because I think once again, it's kind of like having the plan, you can just run. Once you know your clear customer avatar and what benefits you're adding, what pain you're removing, you can easily create content and marketing strategies around that. No, and I can give you another example. I've got a client of ours, the company's called Bondi Coffee. They have a two types of coffee and that's it. One's a, a coffee, instant coffee you drink before a workout and the other one's just a general organic uh, wellness coffee that you can drink any time of the day and they sell in packs of like I think 30 in a packet it actually really works I didn't I was a bit skeptical but I started using it before I work out and like when you work out it's got something that builds your muscles and you actually feel like you can work out for longer I was like "Mm," and then I was like wow this actually does you know it's the science behind it makes sense yeah and what I found out with her we were talking one day And she said, I really, really hate creating content. I hate writing emails. And I said, then pay someone else to do it. You're so good at other things. Stick to what you're good at. But we started having this discussion. And then she was telling me how she wakes up every morning and she has this app on her phone and it's about being motivated. And every morning she said, I can't live without it. Every morning I wake up and have to look at the message that comes up and it starts my day. Like it's so important to me. And it was just a conversation we were having. I said, hang on a second. You created a coffee that helps women. It's not, they don't want to be talking about skinny coffee. They're really about wellness and fitness and getting fit after having a baby or getting, uh, losing weight for being fit as a woman. I said, and here you are talking about motivation and how much you love it. I said, why can't you do an email once a week that's motivational Monday email that you put this information together that you are loving, put that into an email and get people to read that content because you created your product for you. You're the one that wanted your product. And she just looked at me and we were sitting face to face and she's like, you could see her eyeballs just go cha-ching. Okay, now this is making sense. So understand your customer. In her case, her customer was her. She loves motivational stuff. So she can tell people more about this. So 
I think that no one thinks about their customer. And of course, I went down deep with her about her customer. But when you understand your customer, your message that comes out becomes so clear and so on point. And it's exactly like you said. It's really about if you don't have a message, you're, you're not selling to everyone. You're going to be nothing to everyone. So really letting that message come across, whether it's cleaning products, whether it is about children's clothes, whatever it is, you can find a way to get that message out once you understand who your customer is. And like I said in the beginning, it's usually our own people, just like us. Yeah. You're usually talking to someone who was where you were three steps ago, you know, because you exactly. solved the problem you yeah. had, you saw results and now you're like, everybody needs to know about this. <laughs> so you're kind of talking exactly. to your own sometimes, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. So you've talked a lot about the first 1,000 sales. Tell me why this is so important. I see too many people. And look, there's a lot of great podcasts out there where they talk about, oh, look at my client and they're making $10 million. And that's one rule that I've set myself is I don't talk about clients that are making my, my couple of clients that make a lot of, lot of money. If I start talking about them, it's very hard to achieve that straight off. But what I love to talk about is my clients that are actually making something happen very, very easily that I see that easy success, that it wasn't an accident because there's a lot of accidental success stories out there. And there's a few famous people, so-called experts that I know that it's accidental success or some of them are faking it and things like that. And there's a lot of that sort of stuff out there. You know, you know, we've been in this industry long enough to know that there's enough of that. So making sure that we are talking about that first thousand sales, because a lot of people come to me and say, I want to make a million dollars a year. And then when I do the numbers, and this is in the three month plan that we create, I do that. I reverse engineer everything. So when I reverse engineer the numbers and I show them, okay, you want to make a million a year. Well, this is actually how many visitors you need to get to your website because there's a formula. Yeah, there is an actual formula because average sales are two to 6% for an e-commerce store a little bit higher if you're talking about service-based businesses because it's a different sort of business. But e-commerce is 2 to 6%. Now, if you need to get that many conversions, if that's your conversion rate, you have to get a certain amount of website visitors. Now, to get those visitors, someone who's telling me that they're only promoting themselves once a week on Instagram and spending $5 a week on Facebook ads is never going to make a million dollars a year. Yeah, it's just not possible. You need to understand how to get those first thousand sales. Once you can get them, it's a snowball effect. I always talk about this snowball. It just gets bigger and better and better. And you know, you, you and I are both in that situation in podcasting. First podcast, how many listeners do we have? Like two, our mums, yeah? And then it got better and better. And it becomes that snowball. So stop trying to look at the million dollars a year. Start looking at your first couple of sales, whether you're in a service-based business or whether you're selling e-commerce, it doesn't really matter, but it's that first, have a number that makes sense. Ooh, I think it's it's cool to think about it in that way because sometimes we think so big picture that we can get discouraged or we can give up and we mm. don't give it the traction that it needs, but it truly is. I like to say this is a marathon with sprints throughout. So when you have your mind on that first sprint, that first three months with the goal of a thousand sales, you, then you can do it again. And then you can double down and then you can figure out what's working and then you can double down on what's working and you can really take massive strides because you've done the intentional work on the front end. Mm. Now, one other question I have is you talked a bit about emails. So for those that are building their email list, how often do you recommend sending and what do you think is the best type of content to send? 
Really good question. There's no right number of how many emails to send. It comes down to not boring people, not upsetting them, not annoying them. So if you have amazing content that you can send every single day, and there's some businesses out there that really can, they can send a great email every single day and no one will get bored. If someone signs up for your email list, and I always say this, someone signed up on a, for a purpose and they can always unsubscribe. So don't be scared to send to them. That's the first thing I always say is, you will work out what's right and what's wrong. And if you take into account who your customer is, if you take into account your three-month plan of how you're working forward, then you start to look. I talk about um, I've got a, a plan that we create. It's also in my free training a content calendar. And I've got a form there that you fill out yourself and you create your content so you know, hey, if I send this email on a Wednesday, then I can create a blog post around that. I can do a Pinterest pin around that. So you create your content around that and it's interesting, exciting. And then you look in advance for the next three months. Hey, there's a special event day coming up. I can talk about like the other day, my jewelry client, how many emails can she write about jewelry? Like, come on. The only thing she can really do is put pictures of the jewelry. If she's not updating her jewelry all the time, that becomes a boring email. But once you know your days of the year that are special event days, not Valentine's Day, not Christmas Day, but all the other ones, like there was sister day the other day. So great for her. She talks about sisterhood. There's other days like we have this content calendar and if you jump on my website and get it, we've got all the dates in there and you can, we tell you how to get more dates, but there's jelly bean day. There's banana day. There's bicycle day. There's some really random days, unicorn day. There's just all sorts of things that you can create fun content around. So if you have a business and you can create content around each of these special event days that gets people interested, then there's never too much content. But I always say start with one email a week. You've got to be consistent and that is the trick to it. They find that you can easily make 15% of your sales from your email list. And some people make a lot more. And if you're emailing consistently, you will get a good result. And I had an interview with probably the He's like the godfather of emails, Tink Taylor. He's been around for 25 years doing email stuff. And he's like in charge of like email marketing around the world, like for the advisory board. And I asked him this question, like, you know, what about emails? And he said that they send out this report every year for a hundred. They do a hundred different businesses a year, things like Ikea, Coca-Cola, but also small businesses. And they do this report. It's hundreds of pages long. And they report on all these different businesses and how they do an email. And he said that the one thing that they found across the board is just send them. Doesn't matter how bad it is, just send an email, be consistent. So send an email once a week. Doesn't matter if it's bad, but just don't overburden people with a lot of bad emails, but just be consistent and you will start to get traction and you'll start to get sales from you. It's it's really so true. You can learn so much when you're taking action. You know, when you're actually emailing people, you can see what are they connecting to? What do they love the most? What are, are they unsubscribing? Are they not? Are they actually taking up, uh, taking you up on the offer that you're, you know, asking for? Are you sending them to YouTube or Instagram or wherever your call to action is? And are they actually doing it? And you can learn a lot really by taking those steps. And I love that. There's no right or wrong. Honestly, you'll get better as you go. Just think and do it. <laughs> Be consistent. And really, I always say about sending one message at a time. That's really important as well. And um, sometimes we want to put 10 different messages into an email. I still sometimes break my own rule. And sometimes like on a Monday, I send out an email about our podcast that came out that day. And I might put a link to a workshop that I've got coming up that day or that week as well. 
but generally I try to keep it as one message at a time. So that actually simplifies it a lot. If you think about it, it makes it much easier. Hey, I only have to put one thing in my email. It can be, look at my Instagram post today. Yeah, that's an email on its own. You might have taken a gorgeous photo of your kids playing in the garden and you might be saying, hey, you know, look at spring, it's finally completely here. And it might just be an Instagram post. And you can put that and that is connecting to your audience because you know your audience also has children, also loves photos of their children. And you can start a conversation where they come over to your Instagram and they write a comment. Or you might say, hey, do you prefer my daughter in blue dress or the green dress? I don't care what it is, but connect with people and make it interesting for them. So how can we effectively use social media to build our brands rather than just posting and hoping people come to us? Yeah, it's two ways. Social media is about being social. And just today I was talking to my client about that. She said, oh, I'm building up a following really quickly. And I'm, she says, I can see that they're genuine people. I said, okay, how many of them have purchased? And she said, well, none yet. And I said, yeah, she said, I'm sending a DM every day. And I said, okay, great. Like a DM every time someone follows her. I said, that's great, but uh, where's the communication with them? And she goes, we're on the phone. And she's oh, <laughs> yeah, she's just not communicating. I said, okay, your new job for the next week is just communicate with these people. Jump into your account and look at the people that like your photo. Go and look at their accounts and write something nice on their photos. Make some communication with them. They're not getting many comments. You've got to remember a person who is, and this is like my trick to growing your Instagram fast, stop just going and just liking a photo and hoping someone likes your photo back. We're talking about the general public. 99.9% of people don't have any followers on their Instagram accounts, yeah? So if they see a notification that they just got a new comment, they're going to jump and go, wow, a comment, who's it from? Who's this person? Who's talking to me? Because unless you have a business of a large following and you're getting lots of comments towards you, most people are not getting comments back. So just start communicating with people. Just write them a nice comment. They've gone to the effort to follow you. They've gone to the effort to like your photo. They might have even commented. Now you go and do something back. If they really are your customer, they're the right person for you, then you should be communicating. It's a two-way communication. It's not one way. Yes, absolutely. Really actually engaging with customers and your followers and your friends on social media. So it's not just put a post up and expect people to buy. It really is about growing the relationship. And you you find a lot of things come out of that. Like I can give you the example of my MLM client. She's got all eco-friendly products. That's her whole website. She's based in Australia. She's in like a small country town. She sells across Australia. And she's got this product, which is a cleaning solution. I can't remember the exact brand. I'm not going to say it anyway, even if I knew it, but I can't remember the exact brand. There's a cleaning solution that she said is very famous. Lots of people sell this product and she sells it on her website. She does very, very well from selling this particular product and she works with us. So we write her a lot of blog posts about it. And she's in a situation where these, this product is a cleaning product. How much can you really communicate about it? But you can start communicating about, hey, did you know that I cleaned a wooden table with that today and I actually got it to polish up really nicely and then someone else might make a comment and then that conversation can turn into something completely different and grow and it's organic. So the communication's organic, not just her products. Yeah. So you can have a conversation, even if it's a cleaning product, or even if it's about a pair of like, I've got another client who sells baby clothes. You can have conversations about that and you can grow into something else. And then once that communication turns into a friendship, even if it's online, it can become, they become your raving fans. And those are the people that you want. The more raving fans you have, 
they're the ones that are going to promote you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It's the power of referrals for sure. So if somebody is ready to take their business to the next level, what is the first thing you would recommend? Yeah. So if they already have a business, the first thing is understanding your customer. No matter what, they have to understand their customer. That video training that I recommend that I have, I have had some clients spend 12 hours on that one video. They watch the video and they spend 12 hours. On average, my clients are spending two to four hours on that. I can tell you every single client that has ever done it has told me afterwards that they were thinking, I hate you, Caroline. This is ridiculous. But after an hour or two, they get into it and go, wow. Every single person has told me, wow, I learned so much about what I'm doing. So it's not just about learning about your customer, but you learn about your environment of your business, your competitors, what's going on out there, what's going on on social media. You learn a lot of things, not just about your customers. So that to me, I don't care where you are in your business. I don't care if you've been doing this for 10 years, but going back and doing that. And you do that every six to 12 months and you become faster and it becomes a shorter process, but just touching up because your customer and your clients evolve over time and your products evolve and things like that. So just understanding more and more is important. So yeah, first thing is understanding your customer. Once you know your customer, knowing where they are, which social media platforms, because one thing, and I love this statistic and people will this fact, no one ever thinks about this. Everyone thinks I'm going to run a Facebook ad. Now, Facebook 10 years ago, when ads started on Facebook, it was the only platform. There was no Instagram, there was no Pinterest, so everyone was on Facebook. The difference is now people go to Instagram to, and I always say they go there to daydream, to uh, want things that they can't afford yet, and they talk to their friends. Then we've got Pinterest. Pinterest is modern uh, day scrapbooking. People go to Pinterest only to put things into a board that they want to save for later, for a wedding, food they like, um, clothes that they want to buy for the next season, um, home ideas, what they, how they want to design their house. That's all about purchasing. Every single part of that is about purchasing and no one thinks about that. So Facebook is the place where you go to go and speak to your grandma because she's finally on Facebook and you show her a photo of your kids. That's what Facebook is. People do not go to Facebook. They don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to check into Facebook to see what I'm going to buy for my house next. Now, once you understand that, then when someone says to me, I'm going to run a Facebook ad, I'm like, hang on, there's other platforms that you can be on. Pinterest is great. If you run some sort of coaching business, if you um, talk about bettering yourself in life, Pinterest is excellent for that. So is Instagram. And people on Instagram are looking for that. They're looking for inspiration. They're looking for ways to better their lives. They want stuff. They aspire to be more. Pinterest, they're there to buy stuff. Facebook, it's really just about talking to their friends and family. So once you understand that, so you know your customer now, and you know your customer might have all three. They might be Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. But hang on a second. Where are they more likely to buy? Pinterest people spend more per person than Facebook or Instagram or any other platform. So once you understand that, it makes sense to go, hey, I might as well advertise or promote myself on Pinterest. I've got a Pinterest advisor that works with us. Pinterest is the best SEO platform after doing Google as an SEO platform. So you can actually be on the top of Google with a Pinterest pin and you don't even need to do normal SEO. Google actually SEOs all of Pinterest stuff. They don't SEO Instagram. They don't SEO Facebook. So when you understand all of that, it's like, hang on, Pinterest would make sense for a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of your demographic that are listening right now, I'm sure Pinterest would be one of the better places to be rather than Facebook or Instagram when it comes to trying to get sales. 
Oh my gosh, I just got tons of aha moments because it's certainly a bit underutilized. And and you're exactly right. People pin it to save for later for when they're ready and then they go back and your link is already there and there you go. And every time they open it up, they see it, right? So you're that constant reminder of what they are looking for. Exactly. All right. So two questions for you, because I know you are a new stepmom of four and your nomad life has changed. It's just different now. So tell us a bit of how do you manage it all? Um, I, honestly, that's a big question I get all of the time is time management, feeling overwhelmed. How do you navigate being an awesome mom and being an awesome business owner? So my first thing is, is that I get my cleaner in more and more. That's one thing that I give away. So I give away what I can't do and I don't want to do. So we just put our cleaner on for a second day a week because I went, you know what? Why am I finding a pair of four children and two adults in the house? I grew up like that as well. I'm one of four. Trying to find a pair of socks when um, you've got two, a boy and a girl nearly the same size and the other boy and girl nearly the same size. So try explaining to a six-year-old why her brother's seven-year-old brother's clothes are mixed in with hers. And I'm like, I just don't care. Like it's just the amount of my clients and I tell this to them, I'm like, just get rid of that chore. What does it cost? Here in the Netherlands, it's super expensive. I think it's like 15 euro an hour. In Australia, it's even more for cleaners. It's ridiculous for a cleaner, but it's worth the money. Like if you say, I'm going to allocate a small part of my weekly earnings into getting someone to do those things. So that's the first thing that I, for every woman out there, give up everything. Just don't give up the sanity of having someone do it. Because when it comes to running a business, people say to me all the time, how do you not get stuck with having to clean the house around the fact that you were trying to get work in? And we as women know, oh, I better go put on the washing machine or I better clean up that or the kids are coming home soon. That is ridiculous. Like that is time that you could be working. So I'd sit down and allocate, hey, I'd rather pay a cleaner to do that. She even does my grocery shopping. I don't even do my grocery shopping anymore because I went, you know, I just don't need to do that. Or you buy it online now, who cares? So things like that. That's the first thing that I do. Second of all is that journal of mine. Like I really, I've got really strict hours. The ki- when the kids are here, I do not do any work. When the kids are here, I'm lucky they're 50% here. So I have 50% of the week to work. But also in the evenings, my old, my ex-partner used to say to me all the time, you always work at night. I try to watch TV with you and you're always on your laptop. Now I'm in this relationship. I've made a really clear rule. Like I just turn everything off. Unless I have to do a webinar, presentation. Other than that, I don't work when my partner's here. I dedicate my time to him. So I really only work. I've got 32 hours a week to work. And that's it. And I just work everything into that. And I'm, I think as women, we can do it. We're smarter than I don't want to be sexist, but we are smarter than men like that. But we can do it if we want to. It does feel overwhelming. It does feel like too much sometimes. But take out the things, look at your budget and go, I just don't need these things. Like what is more important? And sanity is above everything more important, I think. Ooh, such good tips. Time blocking, really being intentional. And then because you know everything has a time, you're like, all right, well, I'm working. So now I'm working and now I'm with the kids and now I'm with hubby. That's why I really do believe we can thrive in all areas when everything has a time slot. Okay. So my last question is you've mentioned this planner quite a bit as being something you utilize as this this strategy to keep yourself focused and on plan. Is there anything else that you do every day that you couldn't live without? Work out. I have to work out every day now. And I never used to be like that in my twenties. I was very fortunate. I didn't have to work out. I was always slim. 
of course, once you get over 30, my mom used to tell me, show off that body now while you have it. And then I hit 30, I was like, okay, now I understand what my mom meant. So all you young girls out there, listen to us when we tell you it's not like that forever, but now working out, but I find I have to do it in the morning. So I wake up and I work out first thing. That is my sanity for the day. I really feel it makes a difference for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I have a page notes and I know our listeners will too. So you guys go to justaskparker.com and check out all of the freebies that she mentioned. This is going to help you gain clarity, gain excitement, that vision for your business, and then help you take it up to that whole another level. So thank you so much, you guys, and have an amazing day. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.